Welcome to the Digital Lactation Podcast, a place for you to feel seen, heard, and empowered along your lock journey. I'm your host and digital lactician, Jocelyn Renee. Peace, family. Welcome to another episode. Please forgive my delay. Uh, life sometimes be life in, okay? Uh, please let me know if you can hear me in the chat. Just press a one or check in. Let me know where you are and how long you have your locks. How long have you been on this beautiful lock journey? The reason why I'm asking uh, specifically is because tonight's conversation is about should I trim or cut my locks? And I want to spend some time talking about thinning and um, breakage because I've been getting a lot of comments, a lot of questions about it and seeing some interesting things on social media. All right. And so we, I feel like we got to talk. All right. See the ones. Y'all are good. Um, listen. Okay. Listen. Thinning, breakage. It is honestly one of the things that people will say everyone with locks is going to experience. You get locks, your hair is going to break off. You get locks, your hair is going to thin. Um, you're, it's to be expected almost that your locks should thin. Have you heard that? Have you heard that like it's normal for locks to thin? If you have heard that, press a two. I just want to see if you've also heard the same things I've been hearing. When you get locks or if you start locks, eventually your roots, the locks themselves, something to that effect is going to start thinning. Welcome, Holly. So glad that you're here out in Chicago. Vanessa, four months in with this set, three years with a previous set. I know that. I know that's right. I've had a couple sets myself. Aaron's here, two months, two years, five months on this glorious journey. Truly, truly, truly. Eleanor, three years in at Ansley, six years in. What's up, Karen? Thank you for joining. You've been on the journey for four years. Mm-hmm. You coming up on that lockversary, Katina. 11 months in. I love it. Jacqueline's here, 10 years strong in the game. I think we, we, we're we kind of like neck and neck a little bit. <laughs> All right. I see in the chat that a few, a few of you have also heard um, that locks are going to cause thinning. And Siobhan says they're not supposed to necessarily thin as much as they compress or get smaller. Um, yes, that is true. But when it comes to the thinning of locks, um, have anyone experienced that or is anyone experiencing thinning? Press a three in the chat. If you're currently experiencing thinning and this is a safe space, no judgments. We are all family here. Okay, so no one's, no one's judging you. If you are not currently experiencing any thinning, but you are looking or striving to avoid thinning, press a four. All right. Um, I say this because one of the reasons why I am here, one of the reasons why I strive to show up for this podcast where you have um, a group collaborative space where we can ask questions, we can comment, we can connect with each other at least, you know, once a week, every now and then. 
Um, you can connect with the community more in the Lagos Club. But I strive to show up here. I have my uh, blog, digitalactician.com. We have the hair care line, Crown Elements. All of the things that I feel like are connected to my passion and purpose within this industry is because when I started in this industry, I was hearing it's normal for locks to thin. That's fine. Just tie a knot in it. Just cut it. It's okay. And that didn't sit right with me. I don't believe it is okay for us to normalize signs that our body and hair are trying to tell us and communicate with us um, and just make it seem like it's an okay thing. Would you agree? Would you agree that receiving signs is an opportunity to listen, not a time to let it go by the wee side? Ooh, Aaron, okay. We <laughs> Aaron says, I experienced thinning after having my son last year. Yeah, that postpartum is no joke. Both my kids, I I had to grow through it, okay? So when it comes to thinning and breakage, we're going to have this conversation about trimming versus cutting your locks. I am a believer that if you have a sign, if your hair is telling you, okay, we, 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 we're thinning out here, it is time for you to face tough conversations. And I say that with love because I have experienced people that are going through thinning, growing through thinning with the locks that they've had for five, six, seven, 10, 20, 30 years. And despite what their hair is telling them, they feel connected with their hair and that they don't want to cut it. They don't want to let it go. They don't want to release it. They want to keep it. And um, they want to keep their hair even when it's pointing into the direction of letting it go. So I want to explore that area. And um, I hope that going through this conversation with me, um, you are coming with an open mind, open hearts, and know that whatever I'm going to share with you is and from a space of love. All right. Can we agree? Space of love. Throw a heart. Throw a heart in the comments. <laughs> Peace, love. Okay. And good vibes. That is that is our, um, our motto here. All right. So. <laughs> so listen. A couple things I want to touch on. First and foremost, alopecia. All right. Who knows what alopecia is? If you are not familiar with alopecia. It is another way of saying hair loss. And there is different versions of alopecia, some of which are hormonal, have no control of it. Some of them are a direct result of trauma, which you've been doing to your hair. Some of which have relations to stress, things that can be reversed, all right? The best place for you to go to get advice. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you before I go tell you the things. If you feel like your hair is thinning, what, where should you go? What is your first course of action? And be honest. Remember, it's a safe space. If you feel like your hair is thinning, where is the first place you're going to go for a solution? 
Googling in something, you asking your your girlfriend or your, you know, your stylist, lactician, are you making an appointment with your doctor? Are you going to a nutritionist, herbalist? What is your first step or go-to action if you feel like your hair is thinning? Start there. Okay. We're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere, right? So some say, if I feel like my hair is thinning, I'm going to go see my loctician. Some say, if I think my hair is thinning, I'm going to go visit a dermatologist. Some say, if I think my hair is thinning, I'm going to go check Google to find the answers. And none of you are wrong, okay? However, I would first encourage you to check in with yourself. That's your hair thinning, your hair's breakage. That should be your first gut check. Let me look at my lifestyle. How am I showing up for my body? You have to remember our hair is a reflection of our health. And when you have locks and practice a holistic approach, okay? Because I feel like we're going to get to that at some point. When you have locks and practice a holistic approach to your hair, there's no hiding, okay? Your hair is going to show you what all is happening. However, a lot of locks that you see online, on social media and pictures, magazines, television, the locks are framed from a stylistic standpoint, meaning they're making them super shiny, they're shellacking them down, they're putting all the product in there, and it gives, I believe, a false image of what locks should aspire to be, right? Because our locks are made up of all our texture hair. Well, what, what's one thing we know about our texture hair? Do, do we shine? Is it super shiny? Texture hair shiny. When you just freshly wash your hair, let it air dry. If it's loose natural, you let it air dry. Is it going to be shiny? Press a seven if you think it's going to be shiny. Press a eight if you're like, mm-mm, not going to be shining. It might got a sheen to it. You know, a little luster, but it ain't going to be shiny. My opinion. What, what say you? <laughs> so if you, if you're, uh, Dolores is saying, mine's not thinning, but I would go to a dermatologist. Yeah. So. First instinct, your hair thinning, check yourself. Are you walking? Are you moving? Are you eating? What are you eating? Are you stressing? Are you taking medications? Are you trying to be proactive to get off the medications? Like, what is your lifestyle like to first see if you can identify what may be causing this by checking yourself first? Because lactician, I, I was lactician for 10 years, okay, behind the chair, in people's scalps, looking in their hair and hearing their lifestyles because you know lacticians hairstylists or low-key therapists a lot of times what is cultivated what is part happening in your life is showing up in your hair period all right so your grandma sister cousin brother all the things happening it's in your hair that's the first thing okay so you can go to your loctician however and this is me I'm not if you're a loctician in the comments Please know, again, this is coming from love, all right? This is not coming from any other place but that. 
lacticians specifically, cosmetologists, no, cosmetologists or hairstylists, but lacticians especially are not trained on hair loss. They're not. That's not part of the curriculum. You may be able to seize different scalp disorders. You're not allowed to diagnose it, nor do you get direct training on how to solve it and fix it. And so speaking from the place of salon stylists that I've trained and been in community with, more often than not, if you're coming to your lactician with a problem, it's, they're not going to fix it. They're going to place blame or they're not going to take responsibility. They have no guidance for you. Unless you have a lactician who has invested in continuing education that can tell you next steps. Am I wrong? So I say all that to say, going to your lactician may help checking yourself. And then if you cannot determine a problem, seeing your doctor or dermatologist or trichologist, somebody who is specifically trained in hair loss, that's the path, okay? You go on Google, they're going to sell you some oil, okay? They're going to they gonna sell you something to, you know, magic in a bottle, all the while not addressing the root cause of the issue. So while, yes, it might, it might do a little something, but are you going to end up back in the same space? Okay? So that's the first thing I would say. Check yourself. Go to a medical professional that is trained in thinning and hair loss. Now, when you talk about the locks thinning at the root, especially, <laughs> the snake oil, okay? I'm going to hop off that one. Talk about the locks thinning, especially at the root. I touched on this a little bit. We have been, and I apologize, y'all. If this is your first time joining me, this this might not be the best version of, of our podcast, okay? Because typically we're talking about all the good stuff that comes with the journey. Tonight, we got to talk about something that's a little bit real and hopefully not in your future, but if you're experiencing it, I feel like it was important to talk about it. All right, it's thinning and breakage. We've been taught that locks are supposed to look shiny. They're supposed to be snatched. The locks are supposed to be crispy. What other words have you heard that's supposed to describe locks? Snatched, laid, crispy, gelled, um, tight hold. We've been told all these things or sold all these things about locks that are opposite to the way our hair locks naturally grow, right? Because naturally, they're not going to be super shiny. Naturally, the roots are going to be puffy. With the locks growing, they're going to be frizzy, okay? Like, those are the natural characteristics of our locks. But because industry would like to sell you things, they show you an image, they paint a picture, and then make you try to feel like, you got to live up to this. And if you're not living up to it, you've done it wrong. Okay? Yes, Aaron said they neat. They're supposed to be neat, right? What ends up happening or what I've seen over my years behind the chair 
as a natural hairstylist, as a loctician, right? The products that they put in the locks to get you like slayed to the gods, to get it neat, to get it tight hold, to get it sleek, okay? To get it any any way other than how it's naturally coming out of your head. The impact of that with locks, I'm pop quiz. If I put beeswax in my hair or any product that is um, heavy, if I put it in my hair today, will I see buildup today? Or will I see it later? Okay, press a one if I'm gonna see it today, immediately build up. Or press a two if I'm gonna see it later. How do, how does product show up with locks? Does it show up immediately or does it show up later? Again, safe space, okay? Press a one if it's gonna show up immediately, press a two if it's gonna show up later. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, beeswax is probably like the worst thing. I had, had to go for the worst. All right, so seeing ones and twos in the comments. And I, I appreciate that. Again, very safe space. With locks, unlike loose hair. With loose hair, you put some beeswax or something in your hair, you're going to feel it, see it. It's going to show up right then and there. You'll see the impacts. With locks, <laughs> y'all know how I like to be, y'all. One and two. You may see it, maybe a little, maybe a little tacky. All right, you may see the little gook in your hair before you get under the dryer. But you get under the dryer, and magically it is. Oh, it's gone away! Like you don't see it anymore. Um, there's no buildup. There's nothing happening, y'all. Okay, this is something really important. I want you to know for any way that you choose to cultivate your locks, the product. Okay especially products that you should avoid that are like heavy, like heavy gels, heavy oils, heavy waxes, they may disappear today, but they will become trapped in your locks. And in addition to that, the reason why they can be neat, tight hold, super hold, um, long lasting is because they coat the hair. All right. So not only are they trapped inside of the hair, but they're also coating the hairs that are inside the locks. And so over time, the locks start to become dehydrated and essentially suffocated from the inside out. So today they're gonna look sleek, they're gonna look neat, they're gonna look controlled, but then a year down the line, 18 months down the line, why is the middle of my lock thinning? Why is my hair breaking off? Why, like right here, it's like, it's fat, but then it gets thin and it's just kind of like staying thin. It's that, to Dolores's point, that progressive buildup over time, okay? Which I, I wish there was a study, but I feel like what I've noticed is that they will show you the products on the people and they will show you the, the initial picture of looking great. Six months later, that same person is cutting their locks out because they're feeling heavy. They no longer want locks. They're getting stiff. They're getting sticky. And it's like, instead of 
coming face to face with what the issue was, I'm just going to cut it off and start over. Which is a, it's a thing, right? You can choose to trim it. You can choose to cut it. But understanding what got you there is going to help prevent that from happening. Okay? So product buildup can absolutely cause the locks to thin. Can the weight of the locks cause thinning in and of itself? That will happen. So the short answer to that is yes. The weight of your locks over time can cause thinning in and of themselves if you yourself are nutritionally deficient, meaning you don't have enough nutrients in your diet and it's showing up in your hair by making your hair weaker and brittle at the root because locks are cultivated it all, the system of locks is all a, a matter of balance, a harmony between that part and lock ratio, part to lock ratio. So if the hairs at your root are not strong enough to support the weight of the locks that have grown out, yes, they will start to thin. So if in 20, what are we at? In 2020, I was healthy, I was home, I was thriving, or maybe, hey, I was home, I was stressed, I was um, not eating right, and it's thin. But now I'm choosing a better diet, using better products. My roots are going to be stronger. I'm being able to support my lock. Your locks are going to tell a story. In 2020, I was not. Uh, I, was, I was thriving. I was home. I was chilling. I was, you know, I, I felt like I was my best self. But then I had to go back to the office. I had a baby. Um, I lost my job. I lost family members. And I still have not figured out how to balance my diet. I'm eating out all the time. Well, while we had this thrive down here, the strength down here, all this happy, healthy hair, the hair at the root here, because I'm so stressed, is now weaker, it's thinner. And this root can't support the lock of this weight down here. So then it gets thinner and thinner and thinner. And you end up with traction alopecia at the roots. In addition to your brittle hair not being able to support your locks. Does that make sense? Press a three if that makes sense. Press a four if you're like, okay, I don't get it. So I could be good, but then it could be bad. Okay, it makes sense. All right, so along that same line, and I feel like Siobhan, you brought up a good point. When you go through or grow through hormonal changes with your locks, you're good. You're using all the right products. You're taking all the walks. You're doing all the things. And then life comes at you fast, right? And things start not being as abundant at the roots. Maybe your texture changes because um, silver hair is not as uh, strong as your naturally colored hair, your natural melanated hair. It's not as strong. Maybe you decided to color your roots and that made it not as strong. Things like that, life changes. The beautiful thing about locks is that they're so versatile. I feel like I was able, I, was, I feel like I was fortunate enough to show you or be an example of, okay, I've grown locks to my waist. I could trim it, still have my locks. They're still beautiful. They're still healthy. Um, 
and it just gives it, it takes, takes you, it felt like for me, it took it back to another, it took me back to that stage, but with more knowledge, with more wisdom and with different energy. Similar thing, being so connected to the length of your locks when your life and your hair is dictating, okay, we got to let some things go. It's okay. Life changes aside from things like medication or like diagnosed alopecia, trim your locks, trim them, trim them into a shape, trim them into a style, maybe an asymmetrical style. You don't have to completely comb them out, but your remember your locks are all about a balance between your part to lock ratio. So if the hair at the roots cannot support the length of your locks, you got a little room to play around. But if you're dealing with thinning because of excessive styling, um, poor product usage, not caring for your hair for a while, not washing your hair and dealing with the scalp condition, things of that nature, instead of trimming it, you are more leaning towards cutting it potentially starting over or embracing that, you know, the little curly afro, that TWA. And I know it's something that a lot of people don't want to hear, but it is reality so that you do not stress out your hair follicles because what the next stage of that or what gets past that is your follicles become so stressed that they scar that they stop growing hair completely. So when you had an opportunity to release the length or shorter locks or just release the length to start over, because if it's a part to lot ratio issue, you can't solve it with the existing locks. You need to repart your hair. Well, you'd have to repart your hair, taking your locks out, cutting them, combing them out, and then putting sections that match with what your current density is. And I feel like the next question I'm going to get is, okay, once I do that, I cut them, I repart it, can I just reattach it? Short answer, it depends. Because if you have, like, if your locks was this one part right here and you had to resection it to make it this wide part, well, you don't want to put the two locks that was originally there. You probably can just put the one. Does that make sense? So while you might could do that, it, it may be in your best interest to just start them over. Cultivate them from what that part would look like. Okay, but that's that's a preference on aesthetic. Okay, so should you cut it? Should you trim it? If you find yourself in a situation where life is life in or hormones or color changes where um, stress is impacting your locks, trim them, okay? You can trim your locks. If you find that you are acknowledging that you have not been using the best products, that you've been styling your hair all the time, pulling it up, every single time, twisting it every single time, not washing your hair regularly every two weeks, no no more than um, 
going beyond one, one month, you would want to cut it, okay? To maybe start over or maybe get yourself right so that you can cultivate the set that you're desiring, okay? I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. So does that help? Did that help? Did that offer some clarity around trimming versus cutting, thinning naturally versus thinning as a as a cause? Let me know if that helped. And if you have any questions, I would definitely be open to doing a little Q&A before we hop on. Um, that is mainly what I wanted to share. And again, I apologize that it wasn't all bubbly, right? Like it feel like it's one of those tough conversations that we got to face. And sometimes it's just, I was trying to make it, I was trying to make it light, but you know what? Sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta stand on what it is, right? So uh, again, all said with love, okay? Um, Aaron says, what about lock repair? I hear a lot about that. So lock repair, there are a lot of different methods for repairing your locks these days. Um, one thing that I will say is things like string or weaving glue or, uh, thread. What else has been used? Um, none of those things should be used in a lock repair. Okay. When or if you have to repair your locks, the most common types of techniques include crocheting, um, interlocking, um, if done properly, right? Because interlocking is a technique that strengthens the locks. Um, you can do interlacing and what else? Or putting a lock extension. However, you want to be mindful if you do any type of extension that they are using human hair. Because a lot of what we're seeing now is that there are extensions created, but they're made with synthetic hair. And synthetic hair is like plastic. So when it gets wet, it becomes very heavy. And then that will put that part to lock ratio out of balance, which will put you back in the same boat. Okay. Yay. So interlacing, interlacing is essentially, um, you ever seen a lock where, um, use my pen here, you have, it's strong here, it's strong here, but like where this white part is right here, it's like really, really thin. Interlacing will put those two sections together um, using human hair internally threaded they're like that's the probably the easiest way i could explain it <laughs> uh if so you don't want to use any thread in your hair um i would encourage you if you have um thread used to your hair used in your hair see if you can have a friend or um a different loctician remove the thread and repair it with one of the more natural techniques that's not going to impact the part to lock ratio down the line. Okay. 
I'm I'm so grateful that this was helpful. Um, and it offered a better understanding of you know thinning, breakage, trimming, um, cutting. If you have any other questions, um, definitely put those in the chat. All right. Um, your example is exactly where I am now. Two strong parts and a thin part in the middle. Yeah. So with with that example, like you have two strong ends and it's thin right here. I am not a fan of tying a knot in it. Although that can delay the inevitable and like keep it on there. Typically, if it is like, let's say it's like right here. We'd want to do some interlacing. But if it's down here, that's often a sign of the elder stage of locks known as atrophy. And so instead of trying to knot it, you just release it. Think of the elder stage or atrophy like split ends with loose natural hair. When you have split ends with your loose natural hair and you go to the salon, What's the first thing your stylist is going to do? What's the first thing they're going to do? <laughs> I'm sure you know. So I'm sure at some point in your life, you have gone to a stylist, your ends was trash, and something happened. You just said they gonna cut all your hair off, and they feel like it, right? Because people are like, "How, how much is an inch?" And they be like, "Right here, that's an inch." I'm like, "That's a whole centimeter, okay? An inch. We gotta really, yeah, get in there, right?" And it's it's real because with loose natural hair, when you have split ends, if you don't cut the split ends a little bit above the split ends, the split ends or the it's essentially breakage will start to travel up the lock. I mean, travel up the hair to the root. And so that's why, like, we have, remember we have relaxers, right? And they're like, oh, we got to cut off the split ends. Or um, you had someone who had a relaxer, but their hair could never grow past their ears. And it was always real stringy-like. Those are results of not treating the split ends early enough so then it went to the roots. And so then it made it real, real thin-like. And frail. So with locks, they experience atrophy or like split ends. And so it is best to just release it, let it go, um, versus trying to tie in and hold on to it. All right. Because it's, it's the hair that's like, needs to go. So um, I have super dry locks. I use the handheld steamer. I wash and condition my hair. What else can I do? It's really going to depend on what you're washing your hair with, what you're conditioning your hair with. And um, washing, conditioning. And I would also say what type of like oils you're using your hair. That's what may be impacting why your hair is not able to receive the moisture. And if it's really, really dry, a handheld steamer is not going to cut it. You got to get one under the hooded steamer to really get some concentrated steam into your hair. 
Um, Teresa says, how does this relate to a postpartum shedding thinning? Do you still recommend trimming since the hair may grow back at some point? So short answer, when it comes to postpartum shedding and thinning, a couple of factors are going to come into play here. One, first and foremost, is going to be the size of your locks, because if you have really small locks, um, it's the impact of the thinning is going to be different than someone that has thicker locks. The other factor that you're going to have to take into consideration with your postpartum thinning is absolutely the stage that your locks are in. So if you just started your locks and you also just had a baby or just went into your postpartum um, period, I suggest, and you're experiencing the thinning, I suggest cutting, like taking your locks out because your locks are going to be, your new locks are going to be significantly impacted by that shedding, meaning the newly formed locks are going to be receiving a lot more hair shed in them than um, they normally would. And so if you decide to keep them, the ends are going to be especially big and over time heavier than how much shedding you would have if your lock was um, made up of evenly distributed shed hair. Okay, so that's one thing. Um, if you had your locks for a long time already, a couple of years, and you're going through this postpartum shedding, just trimming it. If you know the shedding is mild, just trimming it should be enough. But I have seen and I've also heard of people that experience nearly alopecia totalis, where the majority of their hair sheds triggered by postpartum. And so in those situations, it'd be really difficult to save all of your locks and try to combine them or trim them, it would be better to cut them and start over. So it's really going to depend on how, how the postpartum shedding is showing up for you. And those are the two factors that I shared. Should we moisturize with oil daily or just water? Um, so oil's not a moisturizer. Y'all know that. Oil's not a moisturizer. And if you're moisturizing, you want to use something water-based, you don't want to do it every day. Do not moisturize your hair every day. Why is it the ends of the hair seals back? Why is it the ends of the hair seal back after a cut or a trim? Why is it that it happens? Because the hair is trying to lock. Like that's the whole, that's the, that's the, the system, the matrix that's happening with your hair. Even my hair, like my ends, like every time I wash my hair, some of my locks, I feel like they get more open. But at the same time, in between the shampoos, they are actively trying to tangle and ball up and mat and trying to seal because that is what our hair wants to do. Our hair wants to tangle. Our hair wants to mat up. Now, some people, um, once you cut it or trim it, they it never seals back up. It just stays loose. It's all going to depend on your hair type. Um, I have more of a curly hair. If you have wavy hair, it would likely stay um, loose and long versus or as compared to someone that has coily hair, 
those might seal up and ball up, or they just stay like really, really tight little coil little pieces that if you elongate it, it's long, but it just kind of like sticks, sticks up there. Um, so it all depends. And it also depends on how they are trimmed. Because a lot of times when people are trimming their locks, they just cut it like, like a blunt cut. You should not cut locks like that, especially if you want them to seal back up. If you, if you want, if you don't care about it, all right, have at it. But if you want your locks to um, come back into come back into formation, <laughs> you shouldn't trim it on a straight line. Does menopause affect hair thinning? Yes, it absolutely can because menopause is hormonal, and hormones anything hormonal is going to show up in your hair, hundred percent. Um, if your hair stays dry, try using filtered water. Hard water can cause hair to be dry because of mineral buildup on your hair. Absolutely, Stephanie. That's a good one. That is why we use, that's why when I, when she said her hair was super dry, I said, imagine what you shampoo with, because if you're just only using a clarifying shampoo, um, you have hard water, it's not enough. You need that chelating shampoo, which the Just Clean shampoo that we created at Crown Elements is clarifying and chelating. So it's going to um, get rid of those mineral deposits so you don't have the dryness. All great questions. And please let me know if you learned something or enjoyed this conversation by just hitting that like button on the video. Truly appreciate you joining me tonight. Um, definitely make sure you save this or share it with a friend or someone who has locks because they may need to know more about how to assess whether they need to cut or trim their hair or whether um, their hair is thinning from reasons that can be or causes that can be corrected or causes that are effects of lifestyle. So definitely make sure you share. Of course, this episode of the Digital Optician Podcast is sponsored by Crown Elements, which is a hair care line for locks. You can head over to crownelements.com and enter the code DLP as in Digital Loctician Podcast um, at checkout. And you just get a little gift, little treat from me to you. I'll drop that down below. And um, the links are in the description, of course. Make sure you are subscribed to the channel. All right, new video coming tomorrow. We are doing a series for the month of September. I know we're like halfway done, but don't matter. We got a couple more weeks. <laughs> we're doing a series for September. I'm doing a series for September about dry hair. And so we're every, every week we're gonna be talking about reasons why locks may be dry. All right, so definitely come back and check that video out tomorrow. And as always, I'm wishing you peace, love, and good vibes. I'll see you here tomorrow for the new video, but also Thursday for our live podcast. Peace.